not one, not two, but three college stories about driving after some follow-up, which itself will come after the theme song, which itself will come after I finish this sentence. Your Daily Lex. Okay, first the follow-up. I had two different people reach out to me. Uh, after I had an episode not too long ago about my favorite color evolving, how it used to be red and is now purple. And I had two different people say they were having a similar kind of journey with favorite colors. Uh, and both of them used a similar phrase to each other, that they felt guilt. They felt guilt to their old favorite color. Uh, and so I'm here to relieve you of that guilt. If your favorite color has evolved or is evolving over time, it's okay. It is not a disservice or a mistreatment of your old favorite color. It's just your own growth and development as a person. You're allowing yourself to be open to change and, and you're, you're being true to yourself, right? Who you are and what you think might change. So there you go. Change your favorite colors. Okay. Three college stories about driving or three stories about driving in college. Freshman year, second half of freshman year, my buddy Eli whose last name is also Friedman, but he spells with two E's. He calls me on the phone and he's like, hey, do you have Jake's number? Uh, already that's weird because at Brandeis, at least at the time, you could use a dial at by name thing, right? You would dial the right thing and then you could just start spelling the person's name. It would call them. It was great. I never had to know anybody's phone number because that worked. But Eli apparently didn't know this. He's like, do you have Jake's number? I'm like, sure, but why do you need Jake's number? It's like, well, uh, uh, we need to put together a team of four for the, the humor magazine, Gravity, for its scavenger hunt. And uh, I thought he'd be a good fourth. And I'm like, hey, Eli, Dick, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, what about me? And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. Why, why don't you be our fourth? So I was his fourth. And uh, we hopped in Eli's car. We actually drove to Eli's house because he lived not too far from Brandeis. Uh, we got various embarrassing things from his mom that she had available for us for the uh, scavenger hunt. When I say embarrassing things from his mom, one of the things on the list was crotchless underwear, and she gave us two pairs. So that's always been funny to me, and I've never let Eli forget. Um, but you could get a lot of points if you took a picture of your team by like a welcome to Massachusetts sign. So we drive to the edge of the state and we take a picture by the welcome to Massachusetts sign. Then we see you can get even more points if you take a picture of your team by the welcome to Canada sign. So it's a weekend. We're like, let's do that. We don't have a map. It's too early in the world for a GPS to be available. Uh, so we decided we're just going to follow signs that say north. And we kept following signs that said north until we started seeing signs for Canada. And then we went uh, to the Canadian border. At that time, I guess this would have been 1999. Uh, you didn't even need, you know, uh, just just your license was enough to get over the border. But we get to the border and the guy's like, the Canadian border agent's like, what's your business in Canada? And we're like, we're going to take pictures by that sign that says, welcome to Canada. He's like, no, you got to stay here longer than that. And they told us fun things to do in Canada. So we spent, uh, I don't know, eight, 10 hours in Canada and then drove home again by following signs for South. Uh, that's driving story number one. Driving story number two. I was in an acapella group. I was actually in two acapella groups. Uh, I really lived the life of those Pitch Perfect movies. I competed at Lincoln Center. I did the whole thing. But I was in the Jewish acapella group that was called Mangina, and we did a tour of the East Coast, and we rented a van to drive the whole uh, acapella group from tour date to tour date or from stop to stop. Uh, and at one point, we were driving through a snowstorm. It was totally blinding. You couldn't even see the lane markings, especially at the front windshield. For whatever reason, visibility sometimes could be a little bit better out of the back. So I was driving this whole acapella group, and it was the job of people in the back to tell me if I was in the lanes or not as we drove along the road. It was dumb. It was not safe. We didn't even knew that it was dumb and not safe. But we did it anyway. Kids don't do that. Uh, but I still, I still have, um, not flashbacks, but I can still hear the voice of you're drifting, drifting left, drifting right. And that's how you could stay centered in the line by having these two people in the back, uh, the very back of this giant van, uh, tell you if you were in the lanes or not terrible driving story. Number three, um, I believe it's, uh, it's certainly summer. It might be after 
graduate, I guess it wasn't after graduation because I left after graduation. So maybe it was junior year, uh, end of junior year, going into senior year. Uh, Brandeis has a road that goes around the campus that they creatively called Peripheral Road. Uh, I'm driving on Peripheral Road and uh, suddenly a woman crashes into me, <laughs> just crashes into my basically stopped car uh, and then pulls back from crashing into me and starts driving away. And I'm like, nope, that doesn't work. So I start chasing this lady on foot. I abandoned my car, which was still very drivable, but I abandoned and start running on foot. I'm in sandals or flip-flops. I lose both. I chase her down for whatever reason. She turns into a parking lot that she doesn't want. Uh, and, you know, it makes a little bit of a U. And that gives me time to catch up to her before she exits the U. And I pound on her door, pound, pound, pound on the window. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you just crashed into me. And she's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, yes, you didn't. And she's like, I have to get to the film festival. Again, that's another sentence and phrase and tone of voice that's seared into my memory. I have to get to the film festival. And then there was a film festival on campus that day and she did want to get there, but I've stopped her and there's, you know, campus police have seen some of this or students have seen some of it, but either way, within seconds, campus police are there and like, what's going on? And they talk to her uh, and she keeps yelling at them. She has to go to the film festival. I'm showing them my car. She's like, I didn't crash into anything. And they're like, you very clearly did. Like, look at the, <laughs> look at the damage to his car. Look at the damage to your car. Uh, she keeps telling the police officers, I have to get to the film. And they're like, man, we'll get you to the film festival as soon as we can. Eventually, you know, they take down all the reports. They do whatever they're going to do. Uh, she does get to go ahead to the film festival. Uh, my insurance company later told me that, uh, um, you know, her insurance company covered everything and uh, that uh, she lost her license. And that was fair, by the way. She was 10,000 years old and didn't even know that she had crashed into somebody. Uh, hopefully it was a good film festival. Anyway, as promised, three stories. Uh, Almost five minutes, really six minutes. But what are you going to do? Happy Thursday. Lex. Lex.